can stop the search for something intellectual and fulfilling. You've tuned into the diary of a bald man. And there is no going back. Let the moaning, groaning and bitching begin in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey, sirs, welcome to Shit Show. So today's going to be a different recording. It's going to be something a little bit uh, outside of the ordinary box. I know that this is called Diary of a Bald Man. But, you know, when we talk about diaries, we talk about things in the past. But when we look at the diary, too, we do plans. We do, you know, things for the future. And let me tell you, there is a guest that I brought on, my very first guest, Chance Roberts, that is going to change the future of the bald man. Not just myself, but everybody else out there. If you don't know who Chance Roberts is, you are missing out. So what got me interested is we were in a group together on Facebook and Chance had the opportunity to share with us his book coming out called The Beginner's Guide to the Environmental Health and Safety Profession. And if you have not read it, whether you're going into safety, whether you're considered going into another trade or craft, it is an amazing book. So for those that know me from all my travels in Alaska, Hawaii, different locations, they know and can verify that I can potentially spot a rising star. He is not a rising star. He is his own constellation. If you go to safety-chance.com, look at his background. Look at his faith. Look at the things he's done prior to writing the book. This is an amazing individual. And like I said, with every diary, you need to put down future projects, future goals, future ambitions. And if you would take this moment and invite and enjoy and say hello to Mr. Chance Roberts. Chance, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Alan, for having me on the show, man. I appreciate it. It's a joy to be here. No, thank you for being here. Chance, for those listening, if you've not been involved before with Dire Ball Man, you've not heard, Chance is our very first interview. We, me, uh, Alan Wolford, did not want to just have people on because everybody's heard the same safety rhetoric, but Chance, you have a different view on everything. Your faith, your belief in you know God, your belief in the job that you're doing, it is amazing. I mean, it, it is completely amazing. And people that know me will tell you I can spot not just talent, but risk. And, you know, it, the stuff you do is great. So for those who are listening, first time interviewed, Chance, where are you at today? Where are you talking to us from? Yeah, I'm actually in the small town of Seneca Falls, New York. Uh, we have a, a vinegar site up here in North Rose, New York, and I'm up here doing a couple of life safety audits. Now, do you have to travel frequently to do these facilities? I do. Um, so I'm 70% based from home in, in Oklahoma, uh, small town Oklahoma, Noble, Oklahoma. Uh, but I no have, kidding. Yes, sir. I have three sites, one in upstate New York where I'm at today, one in Baltimore, Maryland, and one in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. So I travel at least once a month or, you know, depending on business needs. 
Okay. So what are your, by vinegar, are you talking about like acetic acid? Is this food grade or, you know, what type of material are you dealing with? Yeah, this is mainly food grade uh, vinegar production. So your white distilled, um, we even do some uh, balsamic, some different wines. I uh, love balsamic. <laughs> oh. Me too. <laughs> oh, yeah. That and, uh, you know, some olive oil. and Oh, my God. Oh, daggum. Well, Chance, thank you for being the very first interview on this show. So does it make you nervous knowing that here in the near future, other people are going to be reaching out for you to do similar shows? Because not only because of your book, but because of the incredible way that you communicate with others and the things that you do. Is that kind of like, does that put like any type of doubt or issues on you that you're like, Oh man, I got enough stress. I'm in Oklahoma. I'm traveling to all these foreign areas with people that talk funny, like Alan. Does it, is that something to look forward to? I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, it's something that I definitely did not expect. I was not expecting any or prepared for any of this, but um, it's been a blessing. Uh, and so I, I'm nervous. Yes, but I'm, I'm super excited too. For sure. Well, I promise you to try and watch my language and content on this because <laughs> this is critical. I'm not a person that's easy to impress. Anybody that can tell you that it's like, okay, he does a good job. She does a good job, you know, and we all develop better, but you have got to be one of the most impressive people I have still yet to meet. And that's going to happen. You haven't met but, many people, have you, Alan? <laughs> I, no, you know, restraining orders and stuff like that prevents me from going out in public. But Chance, let me let me bring this up. So as part of the show, I try to pass along like little bits of information on physical and emotional well-being. So what is something that you personally found to help you with, say, stress or physical illness prevention, especially with you traveling, safety being such a stressful job for a lot of people because, you know, production requirements and individuals in the field. What do you find, whether it's mineral, you know, your faith, what helps you? Yeah. So it's a, a combination of a couple different things. Uh, first and foremost is, is prayer and, and spending time in, in the Bible. Um, just that meditation time for me, that's kind of my go-to thing. Um, Outside of that, uh, some of the other things, you know, kind of depending on my mood or what the stressor is and, and where I'm at, um, working out. So my wife and I actually use that as time together, but we also use it as a stress buster together. So we have a gym that we built in our garage and, and we, we like to work out, you know, four to five times a week. So that's a great avenue, um, you know, for heart health and, and stuff like that. Um, outside of that, you know, farm work, I own a small farm, so, you know, it could be feeding the animals, running the lawnmower, running, oh, yeah. running the tractor, trimming trees, um, you know, and, and I also, you know, when I'm doing farm work is the most of the time when I'm listening to podcasts, such as your own, um, oh, no, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> and listening to, to books and, and music, um, hunting and fishing is a, a big deal for me, especially being from Southern Oklahoma. Um, I'm probably the most focused and relaxed during deer hunting season. You know, something about okay. just being 12 to foot, 12 to 15 foot off the ground in a tree relaxes me. So, uh, so now, does your wife get involved in hunting as well? Or is that primarily just for you? 
she she has in the past when I go rifle hunting. Um, however, when I bow hunt, um, it's typically a one person stand. So so that's just me. Um, but she will go when I rifle hunt for sure. Okay, I, I like that how you put in meditation, you know, and you t- put in that you know doing physical work to uh, counter the mental stress. And that's not something I brought up on previous podcasts. But you know, one of the things that some of the people that listen to previous shows, you know, when they say um, focus and, you know, target on positive energy, energy, excuse me. I like your idea of the meditation, you know, and thinking about, you know, scripture, verse, looking into that. I usually don't talk religion because so many people are like, well, you know, there's a variation in it. But I like how you put what came down for you. So, you know, and thank you for sharing that. And for all of our listeners, you know, vitamins, medication, stuff's not only the choice that you have to look at. Look at like Chance said, you know, if you've not been involved with some religious organization, look, there's all types. You got Orthodox, Baptist, Catholic. Find something that fits your personality. Find something that fits your emotional needs. And they have all types of support out there. So other than other than that, Chance... How did you come to be listening to my podcast? I mean, I didn't pay you or anything, did I? Do I owe you anything for listening <laughs> to the last three episodes? Let me know and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll get on PayPal and send that out. Yeah, for sure. You might owe me a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm on it. I'm on it. Do you take Bitcoin or like <laughs> Canadian currency? Uh, I might start. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but for me, yeah, it, it kind of all started, um, joining that, that group on Facebook that you mentioned earlier. Um, once I joined that, I was kind of a angry bald guys, or... <laughs> the, uh, us safety professionals group. Um, okay. Facebook. Okay. I forgot there was actual <laughs> professional thing I was involved in. Right. So that, that's kind of where it all started. I was a fly on the wall there, just kind of, uh, lots of great information from different, uh, you know, safety professionals and different backgrounds and industries. And, um, I had just, again, just been listening and watching. And I saw that you had posted, uh, about your pot, your podcast diary of bold man. And so I was like, well, you know, I, I got some mowing to do and I don't have anything to listen to. Do, so <laughs> I, uh, I was like, I'll try it out. So I, 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 uh, put it on and started listening. And then I, I liked it so much that I even went back and started listening to your previous one, uh, dragging up 2.0. So <laughs> you made a, a list. Yeah, we, we had high hopes for that. This one was just an accident. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. God bless your heart. Pre, you, you've heard me talk on my podcast, so please pray for me. You know <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not on level. I need to be. I can use some and, of that. And I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, when I ask some of the people, I've had people writing to me and emailing, and it's like, how did you even find my show? And they said, well, we was on Apple and iTunes or Spotify, whatever. And they were looking up, you know, things about self-improvement, cultural, and they'd get a blurb on it and they'd say, I saw your shirt. And it said, hug dealer. And I was like, I'm not hugging you. Get the hell away from me. But that's what caught their eye. And they, they said, we listened to it. And it's like, you are completely insane. And I have letters. I have proof from doctors, guys. So if you're listening, I have PTSD, ADHD. I probably have distemper and a few other things that I need to see a veterinarian about. But um, 
Chance, again, thank you for being here. So before we get into the meat of the matter, this is really important. People have asked about your book. Again, for those listening for the first time to Chance, he wrote an amazing book. Now, you all know, everybody that listens to the podcast knows I love to read. But the Beginner's Guide to the Environmental Health and Safety Profession that you could get on Amazon is one of the most amazing pieces of literature I've ever read. And you know, for those that know me, family, friends, otherwise, I read a lot of nonfiction. But this is amazing. You got to know it. And also, you know, read about chance. Go to safety-chance.com and learn about the author outside. So to learn about you, you know, brother, just so that these people can get an idea of what you are. All right. What would you say your favorite meal is? Is there a particular thing that Oklahoma is famous for? Or what is your go-to meal? Of course, there is steak, man. <laughs> God bless you. You're not even from Omaha, and you just said the right thing. Now, what's your preferred cut? Um, I, I love ribeye. My wife loves strip. I, I do like ribeye, but I, I like to eat a little bit more lean. So I'm going to go... Um, I like I like sirloin typically. I I stay with the sirloin. Okay, yeah. okay. And when you're eating steak or you're traveling, what is a favorite beverage? Everybody knows mine's coffee and wine. Sometimes I mix the two up first thing in the morning. That's not a great thing. But what is a beverage you enjoy? Yeah, before we get to beverage, I've I've got to give a shout out to my wife's macaroni and cheese too. Um, I have to have that. Is it baked? It is. Yes, it is. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Miss, Miss Roberts, God bless you. Yes. Baked macaroni and cheese is one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you, you just got off the couch for that. <laughs> uh, for beverage, um, I very rarely drink alcohol. Um, but if I do, then it's a solid bet that I'm drinking a a, a, a blue Hawaiian. <laughs> uh, I found one of those on a my blue Hawaiian. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I found one of those on my honeymoon uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, that's about the only alcoholic beverage I'll, I'll drink. Um, and so, yeah, you might you might try. It's a little on the sweeter side, um, you know. Okay. But, but, uh, but that's, that's the, that's the one, um, outside of that, I drink uh, just like you, I drink a ton of coffee, um, and, uh, I drink unsweet tea. So those are my go-to. Oh, same with me. I don't drink sweetened tea where I'm from in Montana. We used to do sun tea Mm -hmm. every single day, you know, put out a pickle jar. It it would be large. It'd be like two gallons and put in the tea bags. And I love unsweetened tea. My dad did that when I was growing up. Yep. Did sun tea? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. So yeah, whatever you do, don't let your dad listen to the podcast. (laughs) Too late for that. (laughs) Well, we'll, we'll talk about that in my group session later. So, all right. So we talk about the physical aspect emotionally and psychologically. What is a great music genre that really gets you going or helps you relax. See, I love old rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, the old stuff like Ozzy. I, I like some country, uh, but it, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, yeah. not watermelon crawling and stuff. <laughs> I, I'm just not used to it. No, no offense to people that are watermelon crawling. <laughs> yeah. So for me, if I want to relax, then I'm, I'm probably listening to some praise and worship music. Um, Good. But, Any particular group? 
Um, Let no. them know you listen to them. Let them know on this platform. Uh, there is not really in any particular group. I'll just put it on like a Spotify playlist or YouTube playlist or something like that. Okay. Now, outside of that, I'm a big kind of red dirt Appalachian, Texas uh, country fan. Um, so people like Zach Bryan, he's a fellow Oklahoman, um, Tyler, Tyler Childers, Cody Jinks, um, kind of a new age kind of outlaw feel. Uh, Good deal. I'll have to look some of them up. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with them. Yeah, no, no worries. Um, and then prime country. So like George Strait, Tim McGraw back, oh, yeah. in, the, back in, in, you know, eighties, nineties time. And, uh, Reba McIntyre also another, Oklahoma. Yes, sir. My wife's favorite right there. Yeah. Yeah. And just so you know, Chance, we have over 4,000 listeners just in Lawton, Oklahoma alone. Oh, wow. Wow. That's impressive. Why? I don't know. I guess they're bored. <laughs> yeah. And then when I'm working out, it's classic rock and ACDC. Yeah. Those are my go-to workout. Gym. Oh my God. I wish I could hug you right now. <laughs> I am so gay for you right now, but not in a gay way. Just the fact that you listen to something that upbeat. Of course. I appreciate that. So, great information. So, for those that are listening, that is Chance Roberts. This is the man that you're getting ready to know and to love. And when we come back, we're going to get into what engaged him into the book, why it's a book you need to read, and that'll be in just a moment. In the professional safety community, communication and planning are just a few keys to your program's success. The question many practitioners have is, where do I start? Dr. Jay Allen, the creator of the Safety FM platform and host of the Rated R Safety Show, has built a global foundation to help you along the way. Go to safetyfm.com and listen to some of the industry's best and most involved professionals, including Blaine Hoffman with the Safety Pro, Sam Goodman with the Hop Nerd, Sheldon Primus with the Safety Consultant, Jim Pozell with Safety Wars, Emily Elrod with Unapologetically Bold, and many others. As individuals, we can do great things, but as a team, we become amazing. Dial into safetyfm.com today and surround yourself with a powerful force of knowledge and support. First Responders Children's Foundation takes care of the children and families the brave ones leave at home. Help us help them. These are the beautiful voices of police officers, firefighters, nurses, and teenagers who remind us that we can come together and create harmony and unity.
to 24365 to learn how you can help your first responder community today. Alan Wolford has produced this podcast for entertainment purposes. Neither this nor any other podcast he produced constitute legal, medical, marital, sexual, or professional advice. The opinions and views presented by Alan are his own and do not reflect the views or opinions of employers, clients, family, Facebook groupies, promotional sponsors, or baby Jesus. Any health information shared or mentioned as an alternative does not create any patient-physician relationship or other professional relationship between the audience and the presenters. No person listening to any podcast from this rocket surgeon should act or refrain from acting based on the content of a podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice and or counseling. Nor shall the information be used to substitute for professional advice and counseling. As stated earlier, this show is for entertainment purposes, not how to lead or change your life. Do what is best for you or what your spouse approves of. Alan Wolford and all guests of the show expressly disclaim all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any and all contents of this site. All right, and we're back. So, Chance, people got to know you. People got to see some of the things that you like, they, your spirituality, you know, how you center yourself, the things that we didn't consider before. We, you know, we talked about medicines. We talked about things like that. If you hear dogs barking in the background, it's the local sheriff's canines come to get me. I've got a time limit. So don't be afraid if you start hearing me screaming and crying. But, Chance, you know, let, let me ask you this. Before becoming engaged in safety, what other career options had you considered? You know, because you're you're traveling on missions, you worked on a farm. Had you considered agriculture prior, or what were you looking at before coming into this? Yeah, so a couple of different things. It's kind of all over the board, which will kind of tell you that I had no clue what I wanted to do. That's uh, the way it should be. You got to experience <laughs> things. Yeah, so computer science and and programming. Um, I, I was kind of you know thinking about that, especially with the way the future was headed towards more. Technology, yes, um, banking. My grandfather was uh, president of a couple of different banks, and he was, you know, you know ex-military. But then he got into banking, and um, so that was kind of a, another career path that I thought. But after my first business class in college, I quickly decided that wasn't for me. <laughs> was a little hey, bit- that's good. You didn't waste time. You saw what what you're, you know, queued up on and what didn't come in. Right. It was just a little bit too dry for me. So, um, and then, you know, one other thing that I contemplated was being a stock contractor. So raising bucking bulls and horses for rodeos. Um, That is interesting. (laughs) That is interesting. That is. So that was something, there's a a really big um, stock contractor around the area where I'm from. And so, um, it was just something that, you know, growing up on a, on a farm and ranch, that's, you know, something that uh, going to rodeo, and something that I always kind of thought about doing. Um, but I'm, I'm really glad that I didn't do any of those and I found safety. So, <laughs> Well, you know, that brings us up to the next question. I mean, because, you know, with the computer sciences and everything like that, I could see that, you know, a lot of people are looking to get away from paperwork and to integrate in this software and how, you know, things like that's supposed to improve things. Uh, but I hear different things from different people. Like, you know, they're concerned about AI interfering with uh, certain things because it'll say, well, yeah, that doesn't meet the parameters, work 20 more minutes. I mean, it's little things. And I'll, I'll get into a discussion with that, 
you know, with you on that later. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'd really like to have you on another show, but people with video. That way you can see how pretty they make them in Oklahoma. Not Don't look at Tennessee. Don't look at Tennessee. I've, it took me four days to find somebody with a full set of teeth, and that was at a family reunion with 40 people. <laughs> so the combined teeth. So thank you for sharing that, brother. So, you know, let, let's go a little bit into this. Um, you know, for those that have not read your book yet, and they're going to, I promise you, they're going to be looking you up. What was it that you experienced while you were abroad in China that led you into your current career path? You know, where it finally said Chance Roberts is going into safety. Yeah. So like I mentioned a little earlier, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and I was serving abroad doing some college campus evangelism in a city of about 17 million people. Um, wow. Yeah. So three different colleges within one large city. Um, and so that's what we were there doing. And, while I was there, I just witnessed it, or excuse me, witnessed several different um, things. One in particular uh, stood out, and I'll, I'll kind of get to that um, last. But just some things off the top of my head, like uh, there was a national nap time where around noon every day, everybody, you know, kind of took a nap and or went inside, and the vendors shut down. Businesses closed for about an hour there. Um, oh, kind of like a siesta down in South America or? Yeah, uh, similar. Okay. Sure. Okay. And, and so like while this occurred one day, um, I'm walking around the city and I look over and notice that there's these construction workers laying next to an open manhole. Now this manhole, this one was, I mean, you could fit probably three or four people in there at one time. So it was a large wow. manhole. Um but there was just there was no barricades, and they were just sleeping a, a foot and a half to two foot from the edge. And that is some else. with them asleep, I walked up there and looked down in it, and it was like a roaring river flowing underneath there. Um, you know, if if you fell hmm. in, was it a sewer? Yes, yes, it was a sewer. Um, okay, I saw similar things in the Philippines back in 1974. That's why I was asking. Yeah, so you know, if a little kid wandered up there, if I myself wandered up there and they didn't say anything, I mean, anybody could have you know fallen in there and died. Um, right. So that right. was that was just one instance. Uh, on other instances, you know, I'd see construction workers. Um, they didn't have any PPE. They would just wear flip-flops, straw hats instead of hard hats, no eye protection on a lot of them. Um, oh, wow. Some of them were working under scaffolding um, with no hard hats on or like anything like that. You know, everything that we would typically see here, they just didn't have. And uh, our translator, you know, asked them, said, you know, why, why do you wear hard hats or safety glass or anything like that? And they say, no, if something happens, you know, they just find another person. So, um, yeah, unfortunately there people are a commodity. Yeah. So that, you know, kind of opened my eyes, but finally the kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back, um, we were walking past a a shop owner's shop and it was kind of at a decline, um, from the roadway that we were walking. And I looked down in there and there's about three foot of, of standing water. And there's a, oh. the shop owner is, I guess it flew a pipe burst or something, but the shop owner is on a metal ladder um, in the middle of this water working with the light fixtures uh, above his head and other lights were on. Um, so, you know, I assume, oh my God. I assume they were live. Uh, right. And so I 
you know, quickly told our translator, Hey, you've got to get this guy down and get him over there. You know, tell him as calm as possible so that he doesn't freak out and cause something to happen. Um, Right, but, right. But, yeah, that that's what makes some accidents a startling them while they're engaged. Right. So I I, I yeah. told him make sure he, you know you don't do that, but then you know call him over here and we talked to him about it. And he just you know he he honestly didn't know what he was doing, didn't know the hazards or anything like that. He looked astonished when we told him. And so that was kind of the the point where I just felt like you know God was telling me, hey, like you know safety is for you. And, uh, so, you know, yes, sir. upon returning back to the States, uh, we actually had a, a really solid safety program at the college I was already enrolled in. And so I just switched my major to safety. Now, Chance, I, I did not ask you this in the footnotes and for those that are listening, you know, I sent Chance some, uh, questions so he could consider this and reflect on it. Uh, before answering, but Chance, I, I really want to ask you this. Have you considered, you know, and I don't know that if this is possible, but going back on a mission now that you're, you know, an established safety professional, an established author, and possibly teaching uh, safety to people in China, or is the is the, you know, culture there in such a manner that it really would not be beneficial to them? I, you know, I've definitely thought about that. Um, and, you know, just to, to kind of explain, I, I feel like um, safety is my mission nowhere, no matter kind of where I'm at. I'm a kind of tired. Absolutely. That. But, you know, going back to China, so I, I've thought about it. Um, yes, it's something I'd like to like to do to accomplish one day. Um, or, you know, anywhere for that, for that matter. But my, I do have a, a special, you know, place in my heart for, for that country and, and, you know, the people of that country, um, for sure yes, the connections I, I made and relationships I built. And actually, um, I went to Southeastern Oklahoma state university. That's the safety program I graduated from. And a, a kid that I met, a f- good friend that I met while I was in China, moved to the USA a couple years later and I was able to be in his wedding. Um, that so, is outstanding. <laughs> it you know, it kind of comes full circle so that, yeah, it's definitely something that I've thought about doing. Now, do you speak much Chinese or do you have to <laughs> solidly go through an interpreter? Um, so we, we did take classes every day. Um, we took, uh, uh, language and cultural classes. So every day yes, I sir. was there from eight to 12, we took Mandarin language classes, uh, learning to, to read and write. And then from 12 till about 8 PM and we went out and we practiced it, you know? And so nice. I did, nice. I, I used to, now that's, that's been 10 years ago. Um, and you, you know, it's kind of the saying, if you don't use it, you lose it. I can still speak absolutely very yeah. very little, probably not even enough to say <laughs> say a couple words. But no, I understand. You know, having been an Air Force brat and going overseas, like um, it, it was beneficial when I worked for the Japanese company Exidy. I could speak some Japanese and other languages, Tagalog and things. But yeah, if you don't use it every day and you people aren't correcting you on you know pronunciation and stuff it's it's pretty difficult yeah but not not speaking it wasn't a a large issue uh, the majority of the population actually spoke english in that city so i was actually surprised mm-hmm. by that but but yeah huh okay so you know let 
now that we know what got you into safety, let's talk about the book backwards. So for material that you read, any type of book or literature, who is an author or writer that you enjoyed? And did that person and their subject matter intrigue you into writing the book that you came out with? Yeah. So in the past, I really enjoyed like a lot of fiction, like the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. Um, Oh, yes. Yes. Um, Harry Potter series, just some kind of survival adventure books. Um, And so um, I really enjoyed those. But as I've gotten older, I've tended to lean more towards the nonfiction realm myself, kind of like you mentioned before. Um, and so, you know, I do read a lot of faith-based books and then I've, I've read a lot of safety books. The problem with me for safety, um, is a lot of, of, of safety books are written in the kind of text that I call textbook, textbook mode. Um, yes, and <clears throat> I read a lot better conversationally. So that's why I tried to write my book in a more conversational tone. Um, and so it, it's been kind of hard for me to, uh, to, I, and I, I do enjoy thoroughly enjoy the, the technical aspect of safety in those books. Um, uh, so I do use them as a lot of reference and stuff, but you put me on to, okay. to, okay. to Sam Goodman and I've really, he, also writes uh, very conversational. Um, and so I enjoyed, I've enjoyed reading his books as well. Good deal. Yeah. You know, when, one of the things, you know, for old people like me, where he referenced Narnia, if you think, you know, cause the rest of us are old as shit, <laughs> it's the lion, the witch and the wardrobe. If you don't remember that, then you need to go back to school. Uh, that's, you know, that was a great, great bit of literature from when I was younger. And, you know, the, the thing where he's talking about Sam Goodman, Sam Goodman for, you know, the listen to the show before where I talked about chance, he's the one that wrote safety sucks. And, you know, when we ask safety professionals and writers and individuals like chance about it, you know, they'll say, yeah, Sam's book is great on this. Sam's book is great on that, but it doesn't fit this. It doesn't fit that. Well, you know, this is something you have to think about when you go in, because you're going to read it. No, you've heard Chance, you've heard him speak, your ass is getting on there, and you're going to get the Beginner's Guide to Environmental Health and Safety. Because the very same things, you know, where people say, well, that's not my industry. This is one of the things I loved about Chance. I don't care what industry you go into. His common sense approach, the things that he ran into, some of the situations he got involved in that led him into this safety career and led him into the job he's in now, he walks you through it. However you interpret it, it's up to you. But if you open yourself and when you start reading this book, it's going to amaze you. And and Chance, I'm, I'm glad you shared that. I'm glad you shared about you know authors and stuff. But what compelled you to write and start on a journey to educate and inspire others about the safety industry? You know, you got into the profession. We found out that in China that inspired you to get in safety, but what inspired you to communicate it that's going to make other professionals like yourself? Yeah, so a couple of different things. Uh, first off, never in a million years did I ever think I would write a book. You know, <laughs> Did your wife actually write it? I mean, we saw what Einstein's been accused of. I don't want Miss Roberts to come up and say, well, you know, I had to write this. <laughs> she inspired some of it. <laughs> for yes, sure. sir. Okay, um, okay. 
but yeah, you know, after writing so many papers for bachelor's and master's programs, I was done writing, you know, <laughs> I never, yes, I never thought about it, you know, um, but all jokes aside, I, I just kept really getting asked um, all the time, like, you know, how did you get into safety? Do you like safety? What is a safety, you know, what does a safety person or professional do? Um, should I get a degree? Do you have any tips for um, resumes or job applications or stuff like that? And and so I, I tried to really find a resource that, you know, and, you know encompassed all those things and I, I couldn't find one. And so instead of... Hmm you know, trying to, you know, continue to, you know, tell people that answer, or give that answer over and over again. I was like, well, there obviously, you know, might be a, a need here for this. So, you know, I, I've got a little bit of my wife, you know, she's an accountant or actually, excuse me, she just got promoted to assistant controller. So, um, Oh, wow. So she, she was working late nights and, and so it was, um, some time I had is free. And so I just like, well, I'll, I'll sit down and write it. Um, and then, you know, that one thing led to another and, uh, uh I had a finished book within a, a week and a half. <laughs> so good uh, for you. Cause I'm telling you, it's inspiring people. It, you know, if you guys haven't seen it you go to Amazon, you look at it, you know, right now he's got 11 published reviews but it's climbing. I am telling you, you're seeing photographs of Chance's book on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram. People are on TikTok talking about, I'm changing my career from the trades. And Chance, I'm sorry if you didn't know this ahead of time. You're seeing people in the trades that want to get involved in safety because of the high number of events and issues, and they just think there's a better way. And Chance's book is popping up everywhere. You've got to read it. And Chance, I'm sorry, you, I, I, I get passionate about this because I've seen what you've done and I've seen how it's influencing people out in all industries, all of them. You're a hell of an influencer. Get back on the TikTok. I don't care what you do. <laughs> uh, my wife but, may not let me do that. <laughs> no, get her involved. Do something. I don't know. I mean, you know, show some unsafe stuff. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, do what you got to do. So, you wrote this, you, the inspiration, I, I can't tell you, it is so incredible because I couldn't put it down. I had to, I had to work obligations. I had family obligations, but as I was going through it, I was like, why didn't somebody tell me about this previously? I would have pushed chance out. I would have been pimping him like nobody's ever pimped an author before. Well, I, you but know, chance, I, I'd like to take all the credit, but I've had so many great mentors, family, friends that have taught me, my parents, um, my sister, my wife that have taught me so many things over the years and that really inspired this book. So where I'd like to take, you know, all the credit for everything, uh, you know, all, all the credit goes to them and, and, uh, I, I appreciate that. Well, God bless you for saying that. Yeah. You know, that, that's what diary of a bald man is. I, I forget so many things chance, but where you say this was a combined effort, you know, and it's going to pass on for generations. So you took the parts from your, your family, the way you interpreted them, the way people helped you and you funneled it into something where, the reader's not going to have to go 10, 20, 30 different people. I, I don't know how many influenced you. I'm, I'm not trying to exaggerate numbers. But the fact that you said this was helped inspired and information came from them, that's what it's about. You know, we, we communicate history to make a future. You know, 
And, sure. and you did such an amazing job on that. So do you, have you considered writing another book? Is there something we can look forward to in the future? Yeah. So, um, if you do visit, visit my website, you know, safety-chance.com, uh, there's kind of a teaser about a second book. Um, it's, it's going to be, I do have a couple more ideas. Um, and I'm not really sure which order, you know, they'll kind of come out, whichever, um, I guess, uh, you know, drop, jumps in my mind the first, but, right, right. um, I've kind of started structuring a book around technology, um, as it relates to the safety, um, whether that, you know, be technological av- advancements for, um, you know, trades workers or whether that's using, um, you know, uh, like incident management systems, the via software, hmm. um, like NLX or Cordy or any of those. So, um, I think, you know, it's going to talk about the good and the bad. You kind of talked about, you know, some of the, some of the problems that technology could have, you know, in the future. And that's, it will, it's kind of, will outline some of those things. Um, uh, okay. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm looking forward to, to that one. And then there's another one I would like to write around the importance of building relationships. Um, and Oh, good. And good. I, I'm a really strong believer in building relationships as a foundation of a very positive safety culture. And so I'd like to write a book around that eventually as well. Okay. Now this is an off topic question. This is not one I asked you chance. I, I'm just curious about it. When you look at current training trends, post COVID, post COVID, do you see and I, you don't have to give your opinion on it, but do you see a lot of companies using like LMS or online to replace in-person things? Is, is that still a trend with a lot of the things that you're seeing? Or luckily with your clients, do you have like, you know, split training where some of it's video, some of it's real life? I'm just curious from your side. Yeah, I, I honestly do think a lot of the larger corporations are trying to move to a more uh, online LMS system. I'm trying to advocate for a mixture um, where I do think those those are good and there's places for those trainings and, and um, they do meet um, certain criteria. I also think that in-person training, especially for, uh, for certain uh, more strenuous or dangerous tasks um, is needed. Right, um, right. So, so I am an advocate for for both if they're used properly. Um, but yeah, to to your question, I, I I have seen a lot of a lot more use of the online LMS systems. Okay, and, and for those that's listening that's not familiar with this content, what we're talking about is a blended learning. So. Chance and I, or myself or other instructors could say, hey, Kate, watch this video, watch this PowerPoint. Then we go on and, you know, like confined space training, do hands-on, uh, and you integrate the two. And the reason I asked Chance about this, there's an upcoming show that I've been asked to take a part of where we investigated 200 incidents in the past three years where people were trained on LMS or hands-on and why blended learning resulted in lower injury rates or fatalities. It is a great subject. And Chance, thank you for sharing that. So Chance, I know it's getting late. And before we get off the show and please throw out some accolades to, you know, your family, your friends and stuff, but anybody you want to recognize before we do that, 
since your time and safety now, you know, and this will be the last question I ask, uh, is there anything that you would change in the book or maybe add as a new guide due to recent experiences, exposure, or things that you've learned out in the field? Or is it pretty much still the same? Um, not at the moment. I think most of it's uh, still pretty the same. Now, you know, I'm only eight years into my EHS career, so I'll be the first. Oh, you're an old man, dude. <laughs> you're old. Yeah, I'll be the first to tell you that, you know, I've got a lot to learn. Um, definitely do not claim to know it all and will never know it all. Um, but um, Absolutely. That's impossible. We can't be a subject matter expert in everything. Yeah, for sure. So not yet, but I'm sure yeah. that as technology and time changes, um, you know, within the next uh, even two to three years, there'll probably be some stuff that needs to be updated. So, so yeah, um, not yet, but I'm, you know, in the foreseeable future, I'm sure. Well, Chance, thank you for your time. God bless you. I love you. I love your book. Um, for those that are listening, I do stalk him on Facebook because, you know, he's got great hair. I'm not going to lie. Uh, he actually has a life. He's an accomplished writer. He is a, you know, uh, Eagle Scout. He's a black belt in Taekwondo. He could kick my ass and make me love it because it's done with love and passion. Chance Roberts, look him up. Go to Amazon. Go to, you know, look at the book, read it. And again, you may not be in safety. This will inspire you to quit your job and go into safety. It is that good of a book. Go to safety-chance.com. Show your love. Show your appreciation. And look at, I'm, I'm talking, to, it's not a shooting star. Chance is a constellation of things that are coming to be. And I hope he inspires others. Chance, is there anybody you'd like to give a shout out to or uh, any accolades before this? I mean, yeah. please do it now. Yeah. I mean, sure. other than me, I'm, 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 <laughs> I mean, I got, I can't believe I got you on my show. So Yeah. I'd like to, to give a shout out to, you know, obviously my family, my mom, dad, my sister, my wife for the. Your twin sister. I just yeah. learned that today from your website. Yeah. My twin sister, Sarah. Yeah. So you know, all of them have played a huge part in, um, you know, supporting me, even my extended family. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to the Southeastern Oklahoma State University uh, uh, degree programs as they relate to occupational safety and health. Um, I got both my bachelor's and master's from there. They have fantastic um, uh, programs for safety. Um and then, I, you know, I have had a lot of life mentors, Wayne Jones, Dr. Jones being one of them. Um, Very nice. John Wesson. And, and then, obviously, uh, I thank you for having me on this show. And I, I really appreciate it. Um, this show has been fantastic for me. And uh, I do have to pay you for that. Send me a bill. That was great. That was perfect. I got to edit this out. <laughs> But, yeah, so uh, thank you so much for having me, Alan. I really appreciate it. Well, brother, thank you for being my very first guest on this podcast and, you know, for sharing your book and, you know, the, the things that make you such a great and endearing person. I, I will meet you in the future. And for those who are listening, um, again, you have got to look up Chance Roberts. Go to LinkedIn. Don't go on Facebook. Don't stalk him like me. Only one at a time. But look at safety-chance.com. And like we always say, you know, plan, prepare, communicate, and engage. And that is one thing that you will find in this book. You know, preparing and engaging yourself, your family, and those, you know, for a great career path 
And regardless of what you do, read the information he's going. Apply it to yourself. Chance, thank you for being here. For the rest of you, thank you for listening. Now get the hell out of here. You've been listening to the Diary of a Bald Man. How do you feel? A little dizzy? Maybe a little nauseous? That was one hell of a ride, I know. It's our passion to make you feel as uncomfortable as possible. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, Google Alan the Safety Guy. You'll find all the socials there. Connect with us or else. See you next time on Diary of a Bald Man. Bald Man.